time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. That's a good news. Yo, did you hear about this shit? Okay, well, first of all, <clears throat> I got a little pushback for my opinions on Black Panther. Oh, did you? you? Know? Well, it's one of those things where you can't, you know, because like I said, the memorialization of Chad, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman, um, is so attached to the film that it's almost like you can't really criticize the film without mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. it without seeming irreverent or at least more irreverent than you than you plan on being, you know. <clears throat> but my question to my question to to you, all you folks out there is is this. If, or maybe I said this last week, but if if Chad if Chadwick Boseman had not passed away, and he was not in that film for some other reason, like say he you know he had a fallout with Marvel or whatever, sure, and you got the same film, would you how would you feel about that film? That's all. That's what I'm trying to say. Is my I I, I took I thought on it and I'm trying to better articulate my problem with the film because it wasn't it wasn't all like completely horrible. It wasn't the worst Marvel film. But I well, wait. Let me let me let me let me let me ask for some clarification here. What what did you say, and then what was the pushback? Well, just on here, I said. Well, I said I didn't like it. Oh, okay. You know, and, and that was the the pushback was against that. Okay, right, right. And 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 my my thing was is because I feel like, <clears throat> like if you compare the the death of the Black Panther to Iron Man, Iron Man's death was because the movie was about grief. Right, and Iron Man's death was an earned death that happened in the story, that throughout the story, and I felt like this movie was trying to take the real life death of Chadwick Boseman, and and sort of take that emotional capital and give it to the Black Panther story, even though we it wasn't a part of the story. His death wasn't. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't. He didn't die like in battle. He didn't die to save his it. death. Was prologue. Right, or right, prelude. right. It wasn't. It it happened off screen, right? And which I guess literally look I, off screen. And I understand they damned if they do, they damned if they don't. I mean, right. I, a lot of people were like you got to recast, and I think I'm in the recast camp. But but <clears throat> some people were like ah. I literally have hashtag recast the child movement in my notes for today to talk to you about. Yeah, I I thought I thought that that was the I thought that was the better way to go. Some people say that's what he would have wanted, but I don't like to go down that road. Um, right. But I. But but because if but but to make the movie without recasting Black Panther means that you have to. You know, it's like you're telling half. You're telling half a story. It's like if you started any story with someone died. You you know that that person usually isn't. The focus of the story. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like right. that death isn't isn't the, the emotional uh, the emotional response to that death isn't what carries the story through, because you know, like if if you do nothing about this universe and you, and the story just started with T'Challa died, you you would be like, what, what, the, what? Why do they keep talking about? You understand what I'm saying? It was like it was. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just. <clears throat> You know, and, and I, I'm not even criticizing it for like the CG. Like some people had a problem with the CG. Some people just are racist and they don't like anything that's just for black people. You know, but that, I'm not. Right. I'm not addressing though, because because they, they pop up any. You know, anytime there's a there's a there's a there's a movie with a woman, they you know these same people or a black person or anything that's not just like white people or, or you know some people just gonna hate it. 
but but I'm not addressing those people because that's that's ever present. But I'm, but I mean, some people criticize you know the CGI seemed lackluster. Um, th- some people hated the casting, the villain casting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm I don't know how I'm, I'm on the fence about that. But I just didn't think it was a good story, and 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 I didn't think that the action was good either. Like there were good moments right. in the action, but none of the fight scenes were very good. And then and then they took these weird moments to try to like go, oh yeah, this is part of the MCU, you know, which is I don't know. Like I said, it seemed it's it seemed like a movie that was written by more than one person, you know. Well, because it was. Well, right. <laughs> so it's so it's it, but in a lot of movies most movies are but but i mean it, it it usually there's a singular vision behind it you know what i mean and this it didn't feel like this movie it didn't feel like you know it felt like it felt like people were someone was compromising with someone you know it you could feel it on the screen they're like oh this is these this is two or three different things and certain things were like tacked on or shoved in and look, let's be honest. It was too long. And some people say, <clears throat> somebody sent me an article where they were basically like, well, though some of those moments had to be long because of the emotion. And it's like, no, they don't. No, they don't. That's not, that's not good storytelling. It's like, you don't make a moment long just for the sake of it. You know, just because you're, you, you can't say, I want this moment to be meaningful, so I'm going to drag it out. You know what I mean? At, at least not, at least I, not to me, not to me. I, I, a moment, just because a moment's long doesn't mean it's profound any more than just because you have a big dick means you're good at fucking. Well, I like that. I like how you went there, but yeah, I like that analogy. Right on, spot on. Um, um, speaking of which, um, <clears throat> have you heard? Actually, I'm, I'm really. It wasn't speaking of which. That wasn't a good segue at all. Um, <laughs> I I meant to send this to you. I didn't. This article, um, cows fed hemp, act stoned, and produce milk containing THC. Did you see this? Oh, shit. No, I did not. This is from, li- from LiveScience.com. That's always iffy. but Right, right, right. Any of these science blogs or whatever, they, they kind of... Um, uh, they say the dairy cows... Uh, Cows fed hemp, which is not yet an approved animal feed, behave strangely and produce milk with THC. The dairy cows wobbled unsteadily on their hooves. Their tongues lolled about, and the membranes of their eyes reddened. What triggered these odd symptoms? A diet of industrial hemp, researchers say. The cannabis-derived product didn't give cows the munchies. In fact, the cows decreased their overall food intake. In turn, they produced less milk, but the milk they did yield contained detectable levels of both Delta-9 THC, the primary high-inducing compound in marijuana, and CBD, which experts, which exerts some effect on the body but isn't psychoactive. Um, dude, I okay. So what I need before twenty twenty-five, I need bacon from hemp-raised hogs. Wow. Can we get that? Can we get weed bacon? I mean, I've had weed bacon, but it's you know the, the, the weed was put on the bacon. You know, they got like cannabis oil and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But what about? Mm-hmm. But organically, just bacon that got weed in it. Brian, you shouldn't be putting this out on the podcast because this is a billion dollar idea. I mean, well, they already going. They ain't gonna let me have it anyway. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They name one industry where a black man run that whole motherfucker. They ain't gonna let that shit happen. 
So they're gonna be like, yeah, they might put my face on it. You know what I mean? Like Aunt Jemima. They 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 might put like my silhouette <laughs> on that motherfucker. You're gonna be the new Land of Lakes Indian girl. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, weed bacon. Here we go. Um, but weed look, bacon. Yeah, or weed steak. Because they didn't say anything about the meat. I guess they haven't killed one of these cows. Um, um, you know. So I, you know, I don't know what if, if there's THC in the steak, or even if it would still be in there if you cooked the steak. Well, see, see, this bothers me right here because they say, um, they say that it, it seems like the scientists got it down to the one yard line and just stopped because it says though the researchers found THC, CBD, and other cannabinoids in the cow's milk, they didn't test whether or how drinking that milk would affect human consumers. How do you not test that? Yeah. And look, it says in, in the first week of the trial, res- researchers swapped some of the cow's corn-based feed for hemp. Made from whole C sativa plants, which contain low doses of cannabinoids. Then, for the next six days, they fed the cows a high cannabinoid hemp feed made from flowers, leaves, and seeds of the plant. The whole plant feed had no effect on the cow's health or behavior, but within hours of switching to the flower feed, the bovine's breathing and heart rates fell unusually low. These are rare symptoms in cows that only occur in the course of serious illness or can be pharmacologically induced. The researchers noted the cows drooled, yawned, and produced more nasal secretions than usual. Yeah, this is they high. What you, these guys making making money just to be like, oh, I gave I gave a cow weed and it got high. Wow, what a, what a what, what a concept. You know, I mean, because I know that there's very little uh, THC in hemp, right? But it doesn't take much right. when you got a tiny brain. There is not, yeah, but I, I mean, they're also giant though. Doesn't what, body weight affect what the cows? How much THC you need for psycho for um, psychoactive I don't, effects? I don't think so, man. I don't think oh, so. Really? Nah, because I think I, you know I don't know. Somebody out there tell me correct. Actually, I, there is somebody I can call actually, but but I, I'm not sure if how big you are matters because I think it goes straight to the brain. You know now that how how sense. big you are. I think. I think now I think it, it affects your tolerance in the long run because how big you are determines how much is stored in your fat. Mm. And then and I think when that fat burns you you sort of have this ever high that it's a low you know but but look let me let me um let me ask the homie um the homie JP I mean he would know the answer to this question so let's hope this motherfucker answered the phone. Everybody loves me. They always pick up when I call. That's not true. Hmm. So according to this guy, uh, which this is just a core thing, so, you know, huge grain of salt here, but they're saying exactly what you're saying, which is the amount of fat a person has doesn't necessarily affect how high they get. That is more due to the metabolism of that particular individual. However, it will affect how long THC stays in your system. THC houses itself in the fat tissue. Hey, what up, Frank? Hey, this is the homie. Frank. Hey, you on the you on the podcast, bro? So you know. Oh shit. Hey, but look, I just I called to ask you a quick question. Of course. So, have you seen this article where they gave cows, they gave they fed cows hemp, and then the cow's milk had THC in it? No, I did not read that article, but that I 
that is the thing. All right. Well, look here. So we we're we're sitting here discussing it on the pod, but the question came up: Does how does how fat you are affect? Because because I said it doesn't take much to get cows high because they have little brains. And then the homie said, "Well, they're but they're huge." And I was like, "I don't think that affects how high you get. Like if you if you if you three hundred pounds and you never smoked weed before, and I give you a little bit, you're gonna be high as a motherfucker, ain't you?" Um, I think a lot of it has to do with like metabolism and how how your body digests and breaks it down into whatever the other thing it turns into when you eat edibles. Okay, so, that's what I that, that's what that's what the article that's what he said when he looked it up. Yeah. So I tried to call JP, but he he failed me. So. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but th- but thank you for that. I'm going to holler at you when we're done. Oh, for sure, Doc. All right, peace, peace. Yeah, so that that was the homie Frank Castillo. Um, you can follow him at, oh. on social medias at Frank Frank. He was, uh, he was uh, the champion of Roast Battle, I believe, season two or season one. Um, and... He has another. He has a dope podcast called Peaked, where they get you super fucking high to your mind. I've been on it a couple times, and JP is the weed expert on that podcast. So like this motherfucker will break down the strain and the origins and what it was crossed with and all of this other shit. So that's why I called both of those people because their whole like their whole thing is weed. They whole their whole lives are weed. They all into the weed world. <clears throat> Brian, what do you what do you think about all the the like health craze around CBD and CBD extract. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I th- I think it I think it helps. I mean, we because look, we in the, we in a nation that need to relax. <laughs> you know, we need to we need to relax. I'm th- and and um, because I don't know, man. I think we're just we're more stressed than <clears throat> than I think previous generations of adults because everything is so uncertain. Mm-hmm. So you know, does CBD cure this and cure that? I don't know because because for, for my whole life, stoners say that we they say weed's a cure for everything. Every time there's a new disease, the stoners tell you how weed helps. So you know, it, there has been some research into it, and I mean, it it, it certainly doesn't hurt. You know, I, I, for me, it's very random. Um, because sometimes I, I find I enjoy weed the best when everything's fine. Like if, if I'm, if, if I'm already a little anxious and I get high, it makes my anxiety go up. If I'm feeling good and I smoke weed, I just keep feeling good. No anxiety. You know what I'm saying? But it, right. it can have the opposite effect. And it has, and for me, it had nothing to do with the strain. Cause I, I remember I have this, um, I had this weed lemonade called Canade. You know, you throw a couple drops in a in a cup of tea, you know what I'm saying, and it just tastes like iced tea, but it look, it's going to get you real, real high. And, you know, and it's like two days in a row. One day I felt great. The next day I was like, I got to go to bed before I fucking make a mistake. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. So, and it was the same bottle. And, and I know that, like, you don't know, you know, the lab, the label can say whatever the fuck it wants that there's X amount of weed in there. But, you you know, you never know. If you're getting, you know, it's like when you give them candy bars and it's broken up into 10 zones and it tells you, oh, each piece is, you know, five milligrams or 10 milligrams. Like, you don't know that. If it's right. if it's exactly 10, you know, maybe the piece you broke off is 15 or 20 and there's another piece that got none, you know, or something like that. Right. So it, it's very, um, no, no I, I don't know. I, t- I take it with a grain of salt. I'm not smoking weed to cure nothing, you know. But, right. 
but but how can you I mean anecdotal evidence isn't completely bullshit, right? I mean, you got somebody with cataracts or cancer or whatever, and they go, this is the only thing that helps me feel good. Or this, you know, <clears throat> and I know, I know, like I told you, when when I, I know plenty of veterans where their damn, you know, weed or shrooms or something is the only thing, you know, they've 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 already tried 10, 15 medications. And not that none of them help, but but the weed is the only thing that help and don't have severe side effects. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, I don't think they would lie just so they could get high, but maybe they would. You know? I mean, I just always wonder about what, like, how effective CBD actually is because it's like I've taken CBD supplements or whatever before, and I don't really feel much effect. From them, but just because I don't feel any effect doesn't mean that other people aren't. I mean, everybody's yeah. gonna metabolize it differently and have different, different um, outcomes and uses for it. So, well, I'll tell you one thing that it definitely does is it helps curb the intensity of of, of a high sometimes. Mm. So, like mm-hmm. if I, if I'm if I'm taking some real strong weed, I'll throw I'll throw some extras because there's already CBD in it. Yeah, but it 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 does. It's not an it's not an anti high. It doesn't make the it doesn't make you less high, but it makes it it takes off that overwhelming feeling that because I get that. I don't know about other people, but sometimes I'm like I'm way too high, you know. Like I can't handle being this high. I'm high to go to bed, you know. But you take some CBD, right. it takes the edge off. <clears throat> yeah, I think it kind of acts a little bit like. Um, it's not exactly the same, but sort of like how methadone interacts with the same molecules. As heroin, uh, right? but it don't get you high. It, but it does. But methadone doesn't get you high, right? But it does. Um, it does prevent you from having withdrawal symptoms from heroin because because uh, it it interacts in some ways with the same um, physiological lock and key mechanism inside your brain, right? Yeah. And I, and I think CBD does some CBD does something different something similar where it 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 interacts with the same receptors as THC does. And it does get you a little bit high, but it's not as overwhelming like you said as yeah. full THC. They're very little uh psychoactive effects. Yeah. Um so, you know, but again, guys, none of us are none of us are scientists or any of that shit, so who 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 the fuck knows? I mean, am I high now? I mean, a little bit. <laughs> I'm drinking a seltzer. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, that's another thing too. So, I've always had uh, squinty. I, like I've always looked high from from the time I was a child. Right. I've, I've sent you the picture before, right? And and I but and I and I'm and I'm high often. Not I'm not a stoner the way that my reputation. It, it, my, you know, my reputation is that I'm a stoner, but 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 in reality, right. I just look high and then I'm tired all the time. So it, it, I just, it, but I'm not high most of the time, you know. But you know, but my point is, I hate it when people ask me if I'm high. Are you high? As if to like because you know, because when is the moment when you stop being high? I mean, if I smoked at seven a.m., I mean, you know, is there THC in my? Will I would I pass a piss test? No. Right. Do I feel high? No, not really. A little bit, but, but that, I think that's rude. It's rude to ask somebody if they high, unless you like, unless you ask me if I want to smoke first. 
<laughs> this is the only time it's not rude. Now this this uh, you said the the newest stuff is at the top. Newest stuff is at the bottom, but uh, now it's kind of all mixed up. And I also have some other articles that I didn't send you yet. But okay, let's bring this up because this is crazy that you didn't even mention this. Hold up, <laughs> voters. In four states, approve effort to wipe slavery and indentured servitude off the books. Okay, I didn't know that that needed to happen. Voters in five states on Tuesday were asked whether to update their state's constitutions to remove slavery (laughs) and indentured servitude. Although the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution prohibited slavery in 1865, it allowed an exception for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. And the proposed amendments ask voters to either explicitly rule out slavery and indentured servitude as potential punishments or remove the terms from the state law altogether. Voters in four states agreed to strike the punishment from the books CNN projects while the effort fell short in one. How did it fall short? I mean, when you see which state it is, you'll know. Okay, it's about, to, it's about okay, and it starts with Alabama. I'm going to guess it's that one. Now, I don't know what the other three states are, but I'm going to guess it's Alabama. Here we go. Vote, voters in Alabama approved a ballot measure that will overhaul. Okay, so they approved. All right. Oregon. Voters in Oregon. Oregon is sneaky racist. But you know what? I need to let me look at what all four states. Okay, Tennessee, Vermont, Louisiana. Oh, it's ooh, that's hard to guess. I'm going to say. <laughs> Because Oregon is sneaky race. I must know. I'm going to say Tennessee. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Um, Oregon, voters in Oregon approved. Okay, Tennessee. Tennessee voters approved. Wow. Vermont, a measure <laughs> in Vermont, a measure to amend the Constitution passed. Okay, so Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana voters rejected an amendment that would have changed the state's Constitution by explicitly prohibiting the punishments. Uh, Louisiana voters had been asked to mark yes or no to the question, do you support an amendment to prohibit the use of involuntary servitude except as it applies to the otherwise lawful administration of criminal justice? And they voted no? You know what I think? I I think that that question, the wording of that question was too confusing for people in Louisiana. That's correct. I mean, I mean, listen, Look, look, I'm not saying Louisiana is stupid or nothing like that. But listen, their chant for their football team is who that? You got to if you gonna, <laughs> if you going to word a ballot measure, it's got to be, you know, along those terms of like something you can holler and whoop, you know, baby. Right. Also, something you should know about Louisiana is people if somebody from Louisiana calls you baby, it don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything. They not, it doesn't mean they flirting. They might be, but it doesn't mean it, it just means. It's like it's like the way New Yorkers say yo, they say baby. You know, they they hey baby, come here, baby. It doesn't mean they don't they not extra sweet on you or nothing like that. That's just they call everybody baby. It don't mean nothing. I and you know, that's a lesson that, you know, some of y'all might have to learn the hard way if you didn't hear it here first. So just know that. But yeah, I think to to go, do you support an amendment? See, that's that's already amendment to prohibit the involuntary servitude. Otherwise, administration, criminal, that, that okay, that's six, three plus syllable words in, in a question that you ask in the majority of the people. You know, I'm thinking maybe people were just confused. Like, ask them a straight up question. You good with slavery, baby? <laughs> 
I think you would have got a different. Res- That's all I'm saying. I, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm just saying. I believe the people of Louisiana would have voted the other way had they fully all understood this. You know, there's no way that's not going to come Maybe. off as insulting. So I'm just going to stop trying. Maybe um, the 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 person who initially sponsored the legislation was it Kanye? No, no, I wasn't guessing. It was no, but uh, they they withdrew their sponsorship of it. Why? And well, their argument does not make a lot of sense. Their 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 reasoning does not make a lot of sense. They they said here. Let me pull up who it is. Um, but uh, their their argument was that that it would potentially be used to expand slavery, uh, which I don't really understand the argument there. Here I have this. Uh, let's see. It says in Louisiana, sixty-one percent voters rejected the amendment that would have changed the state's constitution by explicitly prohibiting the punishments. Um, Louisiana State Representative Edmund Jordan sponsored the ballot initially, but later urged voters to reject it. Jordan, a Baton Rouge Democrat, said he turned against the measure after realizing the language was too ambiguous. Jordan said he did not want legal challenges to be left up to the court's interpretation of law. He hopes to put a revised amendment on the ballot next year. It's too serious of an issue to leave up to the courts, Jordan said. By failing to pass it, we're no worse off on November 9th than we were on November 7th. I fully intend to bring it up again. Okay, well that's gonna that's gonna help a whole bunch of people for sure. If that's your focus, there, Jordan. <clears throat> you know, all the slaves that need to be freed down there. You know. Well, uh, so we should explain exactly why this would need to be passed in these states. Okay. Right? Yeah. Lock, lock, clue me in. So, Thirteenth Amendment was passed in order to essentially create a constitutional right preventing you from being enslaved. But the exception that's contained in the 13th Amendment is that if you are convicted of a crime, then you can be pressed into involuntary servitude. So you can basically be made a slave of the state if you are convicted of certain crimes. And in uh, Reconstruction and Jim Crow era South, they uh, would arrest black people and then basically make them uh, slaves again. Right. And and they would arrest you for even just things like vagrancy, like vagrant vagrancy laws and loitering laws and sundown laws are put into effect so that just existing while being black could be criminalized. No, but you is, could be arrested. But is that a pressing issue at the moment? I mean, is, is yes, that it is. is that still happening? Is what you're saying? Yes, it is. Because all of these uh, state penitentiaries where they have people stamping license plates and right. working call centers for 10 cents an hour fast fashion. or if you look at fast fashion or if you look at Louisiana Louisiana State Penitentiary which is formerly known as Angola Prison it's they're straight up working in fields with white overseers with rifles on horses and they have uh uh black house uh, serving white judges in so, the governor's mansion. So wait a minute. So why? So then, why does this guy? What's his name again? The guy, that, uh, Edmund George Jordan. Jordan. So why does he? Why is he saying that we're no worse off today than we were yesterday? Well, I mean, I guess he's technically correct because he's like, oh, an no extra day of slavery movement. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, you can this say the same like, thing. If you, I, I want this to stay the same. Because the wording's off. You know, I mean, imagine being a slave and right. you're like, yo, here we go, here we go. What you mean? What you mean 
you don't like the way it's worded. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't know. That, it's that, crazy that, to me. Just for me, just but that's 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 why that's why that's my problem with Democrats is is it's like <laughs> it's like this righteousness that has to come along with the progress. It can't just be progress. It's got to be like. You know, I, I remember, I forget who said, don't let, uh, I heard Obama quote someone, but I don't know, I forget who it was, but he was like, don't let perfection be the enemy of good. You know, it's like, how you gonna let a motherfucker stay a slave <laughs> because of because of the way it's worded? And you worded it, motherfucker, what you mean? You changed the mind of, of a bill you wrote? That doesn't mean, oh, he sponsored, not wrote, my bad, Okay. Uh, Voltaire um, was the one. It's popularly yeah. don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Who was it's it? Voltaire attributed to Voltaire. Oh yeah, Voltaire is another one of my favorite quotes. Anyway, um, this may I'm just I'm going on a limb here, but this next story may circle back to this. Um, KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken apologizes for Crystal Knot chicken and cheese promotion. What the fuck is Crystal Knot? Um, firm messaged German customers to suggest they commemorate. Nazi atrocity by eating its food. KFC has apologized for a push notification sent out via its app, inviting German customers to celebrate the anniversary of the Nazi Kristallnacht pogrom against Jews by ordering fried chicken and cheese. <laughs> okay, you know what? First of all, that's what you get for having the KFC app on your phone. <laughs> What are you doing with pushing with push notifications enabled? You ought to be ashamed of your damn self. <laughs> it sent the message to its customers on Wednesday, the 84th, 84th anniversary of the Night of Broken Glass. I'm guessing that's what Crystal Knot means. Glass yeah. night, right? <clears throat> in which Nazis led gangs in the torching, vandalizing, and ransacking of Jewish shops, businesses, and synagogues across Germany. The event is seen as the beginning of the Nazi systemic attempt to annihilate Europe's Jewish population. KFC reached out to its customers with the message, commemorate Crystal Knot, treat yourself to more soft cheese and crispy chicken. Now at KFC. <laughs> How the fuck does that get past everybody? How? How does that get past everybody? Nobody was like, hey, guys, not only is this like, not only is this worded a little off here, um, but uh, Kanye, you know, it's like, look what happened to Kanye. Y'all playing games. Y'all playing games. And I don't know, um, which is why it's wild that I didn't hear more about. I mean, are Jewish people not in an uproar about this? I think people were, I think it it, it became pretty obvious pretty quickly that uh it was some automated thing right where it probably just pulled holidays off of some standardized ca uh, calendar and so it would automatically populate those push notifications with that but that there's your mistake right there you can't leave that up to yeah but somebody still wrote that that's true somebody still wrote, commemorate crystal knot because that that's a that because that's like I mean, that's like having like, oh, well, get, get, you know, celebrate the Holocaust by getting this bucket of chicken. It's like, how you how you going to commemorate an atrocity? That doesn't make sense. Or am I am, am I using that word? What is the technical definition of commemorate? Who fucking knows? Because it was in German, probably. You know? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know we, first of all, I didn't even know we had KFC over there, to be honest with you. Dude, KFC is everywhere. KFC is huge in the UK for some reason. I have yeah. no idea why. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, and they love they love it in they love it in uh in I want to say Japan, but it might, it might be China. One of those places where it's like everyone goes to KFC on Christmas. And oh, I, really? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, one of those two countries. Um, <clears throat> KFC on Christmas is like a big deal because I, I guess Christmas is not a big deal. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know this why. This is a it CNN is. article. It says uh, how KFC became a Christmas tradition in Japan. Japan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea why. Um, maybe you can skim it right quick. Um, it says in Japan, it is customary to eat chicken at Christmas. Every year, I order the party barrel and enjoy it with my party barrel. Jesus, uh, I like the delicious chicken and the cute picture plate that comes with it as a bonus. And like commem- commemorate okay. the destruction of Nagasaki and Hiroshima by ordering <laughs> this three piece, <laughs> this five dollar fill up, or whatever. I guess they don't call them dollars. What is it? The yen? Yeah, they have yen. Is it yen? Is that Chinese or Japanese? It's it's. I mean, it's kind of pronounced. In Amer- in the U.S., like an English speaker, it's kind of pronounced the same, but it's it's yuan uh, y u a n is the Chinese, and yen y e n is the uh, Japanese. Commemorate surrendering to the Allied forces with this eleven yen, <laughs> this eleven yen fill up. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Did you hear about the soccer team that commemorated nine eleven in November? No, what they knew. There was a soccer team that was saying, you know, uh, you know, com- uh, me- remember nine eleven, and they posted it on, um, on November 9th because in the UK they do the dates the opposite way, where it's day and then month. Oh, okay. So they thought that nine eleven had happened on the 9th of November as opposed to the eleventh of September, oh, and then they got wow. roasted on it. Oh, Roasted wow. for it on that is lovely. That is lovely. Well, that's what they well they do a lot of stuff wrong over there. They say H, Z, schedule, you know, aluminium. That's one I don't fucking get because there's no extra I in there. <sighs> well, you know what? You know, it, it it was just to differentiate themselves from us. They also yeah. say lieutenant instead of lieutenant. Yeah. They say lieutenant, which is way less cool than lieutenant. Um, you know, I could I could go on, but I, I I love I love the UK. I just don't like them. Um, all right, let's get to some of the fan stuff. Um, um did we do this? <clears throat> this is from Matthew. It says, "Hey guys, I enjoyed the episode when you took the philosophical morality quiz." I was hoping you could weigh in on this hypothetical question a friend and I have been furiously debating for years now. A demon appears before you and reveals that your good friend and podcast producer Rob will die within the next three days. The demon says he will spare Rob from his early demise if you allow the demon to cut off your dick. Please rank these response options from most likely to least likely before reading the ultimate question. Okay, so that's not the ultimate question? All right. A, you agree to have your dick removed to save the life of your friend. B, you agree to have your dick removed, but only if Rob also agrees to have his dick removed. Okay. Or or C, you send flowers to his wife and start looking for a new producer. Now, the ultimate question, is it ever accepted? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, It says, please rank these these response options 
from most likely to least likely before reading the ultimate question. Okay, you're right, you're right. Follow instructions. Okay, um, so I'm going to say, hold on, from most likely to least likely? Okay, um, well, I'm going to say, hmm, that's tough, man. Well, B, B's last, right? Okay. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's like, you know, we two, we two fellas, we can come out of the situation and one of us has a dick and we both alive. That's pretty much what it is. Or we can come out of the situation and neither of us has a dick. Right. Or <clears throat> you die and I and I live and I keep my dick. Right? That's a tough one. Um, so, I mean, I know B's third because that's the most nonsensical. Right? Mm-hmm. Or any disagreements? Okay. And I think you need to weigh in on this one as well. Can You, you got a mic? Um. I'm pulling Josh in. Yeah, I'm pulling Josh into this one because, uh, you know, the more the merrier. I feel like when we're talking about losing penises, every man, yep. every man with an earshot, they have an answer burning on the on the tip of their. <laughs> d- they get a vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not a vote, but they get a they get to they 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 can be heard. Yeah. All right. So he's in there. Um, <clears throat> All right, so 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 B's last, I think. Uh, Rob, I think A A has to be two and C three. I mean, no, 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 no. A is A is one. B B is C is two and B is three. You're a good friend. Ah, that's tough. Am am, am I am I? It's Rob, though, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Rob. I don't know you that well, so to yeah, give up my enough. dick is a, no, is no, a lot. No, 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 no. But but I think it's just a good friend. It doesn't have to be Rob. But he was the question posed to me was as if it was Rob. Well, but this but Josh brings up a good point though, that that if you change it to a stranger, that could or you know just an acquaintance, then then that could change the. Uh, oh yeah, because I'd be like, yo, what, calculus. Be like yo, what, 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 I, I don't got. Nothing to do with you making deals with demons and shit. <laughs> like, what deal did you make with that demon? What the fuck they got to do with me? Yeah, I'd be really upset at my friend for making that deal and then putting me in that situation. So I think you should be a man and say, you know what, dude, I'm gonna take the L on this. I'm gonna die. So you, so you saying C? Yeah, that's number one. C's number one for you. What, what about number two? I'm a petty. I'm petty. We're we're both chopping our dicks off. You're not gonna make fun of me calling me dickless and you have a dick. Wow. So B's two for you. I think this is more telling about who my friends are than the actual question. Right. See, yeah, because I would need to know, like, why is this demon about to take your life? What deal did you make with the demon? Because that matters. If you're just innocent, you, then I think I could I would I could sacrifice my dick. But if 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 you made if you got something out of this deal you made with this demon and now he coming for you, I'm not giving up my dick. You know, like, what did you do? How did you how you fumble that bag? I don't know. <clears throat> so, are y- 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 y'all ready for? The- oh, what about you, Rob? Did you rank yours? I think you have to. You you have to go. A is n- number one. A, a life is you know it's life over limb, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah, that is what uh, they say. I think that C has to be number two. Uh, I think that B has to be number three because I I just don't see any benefit of both of us getting our dicks chopped okay. off. Okay. But okay, now, okay. Let me flip it then. Now it's not. Now it's now it's not your friend. Now it's your father figure. 
No, 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 no. It's your mama. My mom's going to die unless I chop my own dick off? Yeah. I mean, I guess I still have to. I'm like, Mom, you've lived a long life. Yeah, yeah. I don't even got no I mean, here's the thing. For my mom, I think I still have to get the dick chop to save her life. But I don't think I would do it for my grandma. No She's way. 90. Yeah, yeah. She's 90. In 85 and 80 and up, you, 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 you know, <laughs> we're going to have a nice funeral for you. All right, let's, can we move to the ultimate question? Y'all ready for that? Yeah, let's move to the ultimate question. The ultimate, how is that not the ultimate question? The ultimate question, is it ever acceptable for anybody to have option B ranked anywhere but as your least likely response? <laughs> <laughs> no! Well, well, you know. <laughs> well, Josh, Josh disagrees. Josh says B yeah. is his second response. I'm thinking of a specific person who who I know would make fun of me after, be like, man, I made the deal and you lost your dick, and it would just be on the podcast all the time, and I would hate him for it. Are you talking about Castillo's? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about another guy. Uh, jo- well, Josh is bringing up a, some some an external factor, which I, don't, I, I think is not necessarily included in the question, but is also not uh, excluded by the question, which is, which is this question sort of, implies or assumes that the person who's going to die is a good friend of yours whom you respect. But there is a line at which that person is somebody where you're like, no, that, they, they got to go. Agreed. Even if they're a friend. They're, I, I know friends who I would not... I, I know friends who want to die. So, like, I'm not going to give up my dick for them. Yeah, you're right. I know. I, I, I mean... I don't have a lot of friends, but there ain't very many people I'm losing my dick over. I mean, because that, sometimes it's like that's the only source of pleasure. Because I, I, I tell you what, like I said, I've tried all sorts of antidepressants and stuff, and beating my dick is the only thing that works for sure. Every time. It's short-lived, but that's pretty much all I got. It's unless 100% they, effective. Yeah, unless they come out with Prozac 2 or something. <laughs> All right, this next one, Andor and White Rappers. This is from Wicked. Hey, Brian, big fan of your comedy. I was wondering if you have seen the Star Wars show Andor. It's incredibly good, not just for Star Wars show. It tackles how morally complicated revolution can be under a fascist government. The human cause for the greater good. It alludes to socialism and anarchy and how the Star Wars rebellion could have actually formed. Highly recommended, and I hate pretty much everything in Star Wars since, like, Empire Strikes Back. Though it might be up your alley based on listening to the podcast. Love the content and comedy. I apologize for the bad punctuation. I learned to write from being a rapper. Okay. Speaking of which, I just I just participated in this daggone um <clears throat> this it's like a it's like a uh it's like a hip hop history class. Um or I don't even know how if that's how uh uh, they would describe it. Uh, oh, goddamn! It ain't even in here no more. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, it's um, it's called um, Pendulum. So pen Pendulum Inc. So P E N D U L U M I N K. 
com, and they do like the history of of hip hop and all this other stuff, and they have like you know they have classes on like it's like for rappers they have classes on like timing delivery, you know history and all this other stuff and the and I was at the legendary so I was at I don't know if it was a commencement thing or whatever but I was just allowed to be like a fly on the wall. Um, but Method Man was like the special guest, and then Pete Rock popped in, and a bunch of other uh, people popped in. I want to say, you know, it, it was a long list of like old, like legendary, like old heads that like popped in while Method Man was just talking about rap and the importance of um, delivery. And it was, it was just, it was awesome to just be a fly on the wall. And they do classes every year, and your graduation, you know, you always get like legends like this that pop in. The people that run into legends too, I heard of it from uh, Chilla Jones. Who's a renowned battle rapper, you know? But um, oh shit, Inspector Deck. Um, yeah they 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 have they have a long list of people that's coming in this class. I mean, bro, it, it you could bet you couldn't even hardly get in this motherfucker. It was like Damn. hundreds of people in here. It, it was crazy, um, and it was just crazy to listen to them listen to the legends speak. And you know, it was it was something dope you might want to sign up for. I don't think it's that expensive, but they, the, you know, they're about to start up again, so. Um, looking at that, and again, I'm not affiliated with this at all. They, no one's paying me. It's not. They know I don't sponsor me. Most of the niggas don't even know that I was there or who I am. You know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm just, I just think it's dope. So I'm spreading the word. <clears throat> okay. Um. Anyway, this guy learned how to write. He learned how to write from 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 rap. Okay. And um. And would love to share my album if you're interested. Oh man, I was hoping that was not gonna be the next thing. Um. Okay. But I, I'll listen. I'll listen to it. Um, not looking. Yeah, he to- says right after that. Not looking for you to advertise on your show or anything. Just a big fan. Send you a link. Okay. Yeah. Well, look. If it's dope, then I'll be honest with you. And if it's not, then I'll be, I'll be honest with you. The album is called Comedian, and it's about how rappers and comedians lead similar lifestyles, meaning we turn our pain into entertainment. Um, is that what we do? Or maybe we suffer to entertain. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's a deeper philosophical thing. Um, I love the music and I'm very passionate about it, but I've done multiple all white rapper shows and something just feels off about it for me. The music is therapy and in a way I have to do it so I don't lose my goddamn mind. But I think white rappers could be an interesting topic on the podcast. Where's the line type thing? Like between from McDonald and LP, I'm, I'm, I think you meant Michael Moore. Or maybe, is there a, Mac, a McDonald rapper? Tom McDonald. Oh, Tom McDonald. Okay, yeah. Yeah, thanks for your... I don't know who that is. Yeah, thanks for your art, and sorry for the long email and horrible punctuation. Punctuation? I mean, you mean... I mean, there is no punctuation in this whole thing. I don't know what... I mean, I see a comma, one comma in this whole motherfucker. He wrote it... Well, he wrote it like lyrics. Right, right, it's like, right. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, free free prose. No, see, that's right? what I thought. <laughs> I thought I was going to get to the bottom, and he was going to be like, now, if you go back and read this whole thing, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I'm listening to this album. Um, the first, the first letter of each. I mean, but you, no. but but listen, white rappers. I mean, bro, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care about white rappers in the sense that like, rap is one of those things like comedy, like you gonna sink or swim, you know. And obviously, you gonna occasionally you gonna get, you know, you're gonna get somebody that has commercial success. You know, because they're white. You know, I mean, it's just like everything else. Where it's like you can get away with, um, you you won't you won't you don't get the respect of your peers because you piped by the industry. Basically, 
you have to earn that. Like when you when you on stage and you doing your music, it's like the reaction you get is real and pure. So you don't you don't get to cheat. You know what I mean? You got bars or you don't. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's like, <clears throat> like I said, like sitting in that class and listening to them. Because there was some white rappers in this Zoom, you know, and, and you know, sitting in that class and listening to, you know, listening to meth, like break down bars and stuff like that. And, and you hear the excitement. And, and the thing is, most of the rhymes he said weren't his. They were like, he was like, oh, I love this bar from over here. And he knew it all went down to the delivery and and it's like that kind of stuff because we do that too in comic where we, where, you know, when we hear a good joke, it's like the 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 reaction, the big, the biggest compliment you can get is, oh, I wish I would have fucking thought of that, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it's like you don't get that just because you got to earn that. So I don't care if you white or brown, like if you if, you know, is you Indian rappers, it's Swedish rappers, it's motherfucking rappers all over, the, it's rappers on every continent. But if you can't spit, you can't spit. Right now, right. that's a completely separate thing from making music. Now, maybe you know now because you didn't say MC, you said rapper. But so you know, making music because it's, it's a lot of people that can spit that make shitty music, you know, and vice versa. It's people that make good music that aren't that good lyricists. But um, and some people got the total package. And and but my point is, you are what you are in rap. You know, you are industry plant that's got mediocre everything, or you're a legendary MC that nobody can, nobody would dare test your pen or test your mic. Or you're somewhere in between, and you are that. You don't get to, you don't get to decide. You don't get to cheat. So, you know, I don't give a fuck if you're a white rapper. You know, because because I don't know of any, at least I don't know of very many white rappers that had like amazing success that weren't pretty dope. You know, I mean, because when you say because right, what comes to mind is like Eminem, Mac Miller, um. Oh, he mentioned LP from Run the Jewels. Oh, LP. Um, you know, Yellow Wolf was pretty cool for a little bit. Um, wait, what? Post Malone. I think. I think Post a lot of the. A lot of the. You can name a lot of white rappers who have sort of flash in the pan success, right? Right, right. But but, but like legendary they don't status, have staying power. No, you don't get. Leg- don't st- you don't get legendary status in hip hop unless you earn it. It's just that simple. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't get the. You don't get the flex. You know. You know you can't go up on Sway and be out there bullshit without. I mean, even black rappers get ate up on there. You know, you go in there with some whack shit, and you know, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Um, okay, I think that is. I think that's all. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Um. Oh, what, did, have Have you watched Andor? He mentioned Andor. Have you watched? Oh Andor? yeah, no, I have not seen Andor. I, I have. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Um, but like you said, man, it's like I haven't really been excited for Star Wars in a long time. Um, I watched the Obi Wan joint too. Um, but but honestly, listen, the only way they're gonna get me back in is if I hear Grand Admiral Thrawn is in that thing. You know what I'm saying? Give give Grand Admiral Thrawn um, his own show, and I'm back in there. Mithran Wodo was a is a monster, it's a fucking menace, and I would love for him to have his own show. Then I'm then I'm on board. You know. Um, they're they're definitely going to bring out Thrawn at some point because I don't know if you saw this, but you know how they had that Galactic Cruiser hotel that Disney's running. Uh uh-uh. uh They they had this thing called the Galactic Cruiser, which is supposed to be like an immersive multi day event at this resort that they run, where it's supposed to be like you're on a you know Star Wars universe galactic uh, cruise liner, right? And in that the um, the the captain of it 
is the species of alien that Grand Admiral Thrawn is. So they're they're kind of testing the waters with bringing in the um, extended universe uh, species and stuff like that. So I think it's only a matter but of not time for not him yet, but but dude, I, we need you Thrawn. know that it's only a matter of time. We need Thrawn up in this motherfucker, man, because it wasn't his species; it was him. He, I know, I know, it was him. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like you know what it is. What, what I hate is that it's like Disney is afraid to go too smart. Yeah, you know, there's never really no big twists in a in a in a Marvel thing. You know, it's, you get good action, you get a solid story, but it's never overly complicated. It's never, you know, there's never some intricate shit because it's like they're afraid. It's almost like <clears throat> they've forgotten that their audience is all grown. We're all right. old now. Like we, I can, I can follow it. Or we, and even if I don't, we, you know, the moment an episode comes out, it's a whole red subreddit dedicated to breaking it down, like a like a twenty four movies. Dude, check so, check out Andor. Check out Andor. I will, I will check it out. Speaking of which, I I didn't like Obi Wan, but I liked Andor. Oh, somebody told me to go see um, um, Ghosts of Insurance. I think it's called. Uh. A spiritual successor or follow-up to In Bruges. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> you know, I I liked how it started out, but it, it, it all ended up being quite pointless. So, you know, <sighs> that's how I felt about it. Some, I forget who told me to go see it. I went and saw it, you know. Did you like In Bruges? I loved In Bruges. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this this movie was good. It just wasn't. When you see it, I'll, I'll see how. Because I, I hate to tell you how I felt before you see something, but you'll see. Um, and one more email. We got one from blah, blah, blah. Butthole Sunning. Does does science back it up? Okay, this is from Lucas. So he sent he just sent me a link to an article. Please don't harvest solar energy with your butthole, say scientists. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I I don't know who was doing that, but here we go. Why did you? Okay, there's a probably a joke here somewhere. There's a lot of jokes here. Something about getting a tan where the sun don't shine. But the real question is: Is it a laughing matter that people have taken up perineum sunning, or is this something serious? Perineum tanning, for those unfamiliar, is exposing the area between the anus and the scrotum or vulva to direct sunlight. It's also called butthole sunning. By those who want to get right to the point, and yes, it generally requires you to expose the area by holding your legs up in the air while you sunbathe. The Instagram post that seems to have started it all is from a woman who goes by Metaphysical Megan. Well, why are you listening to a bitch named Metaphysical Megan? <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Like, I, bro, I remember the last time I was on your mom's house, or maybe the time before that, it was a bitch that said she, she was from another dimension. That she needed money to, she was running an an, an, an interdimensional, um, an interdimensional school for children. The children were beings from another dimension. She was running the, their preschool, and she, she needed she needed Earth money for that. <sighs> okay, metaphysical Megan, and I forget what she called herself, but you know, she did it with a straight face. She claims that perennial sunning is actually an ancient Taoist. 
practice or Taoist practice. I'm sorry, and just five and that just five minutes a day leaves her energized for hours. So much so, in fact, that she's given up coffee. Um, she also, I mean, yeah, because I imagine having a sunburnt taint will keep you up. She also claims it can give you not only a boost of overall energy, but better sleep, improved creativity, and a more regulated circadian rhythm. The sun on your butthole. To get the lowdown on exposing your down low to the sun, we talked to Dr. Evan Goldstein, the founder and CEO of Bespoke Surgical. Those two words should never go together. <laughs> Bespoke means custom, right? Yeah. Or, or let, me, let, me, let me. Hey, Google, define bespoke. Yeah, made for a particular customer or user making. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> Dr. Evan Goldstein, the founder and CEO of Bespoke Surgery. Surgery. Now, listen. I'm going to say some things about Dr. Goldstein. None of this has anything to do with the fact that he it might be Jewish. Okay, it's just because this is stupid. Okay, the leading private practice specializing in an elite standard of sexual health and wellness care for the modern gay male. Wow, that's very specific. So he's a bespoke surgeon leading the private practice that specializes in an elite standard of sexual health and wellness care for the modern gay man specifically. Okay. Get you a little, get you a little prostate uh, massager, like implanted. You know what I'm saying? And you can just push a button and uh, during times of stress, you know, just bust a nut in a meeting. Oh, I agree. You can do that. Okay. I don't think you have to be a, a gay male to enjoy that, Brian. Well, no, but uh, but what is he doing? <laughs> what else would he be doing? <laughs> what surgeries does he do to give you an elite standard of sexual health and wellness? He might just mean regular sexual health, but it's but it says surgical, bespoke surgical. So is he? I mean, are we saying penis enlargements? Are we are we doing anus looseners? Or is I'm, does I'm he have everybody? Does he have everybody with UV lamps on their buttholes? Um. Oh, okay, okay. So he okay, is also he's also the co-founder of Future Method, an entirely new step-by-step approach to sex care with formulations backed by science. <laughs> what is backed by science? Okay, Dr. Goldstein doesn't shy away from taboo issues or dispelling stigmas around sexual health, and has become the go-to anal expert in mainstream media. Okay. He, that you know that is something to aspire to be you know if you're gonna be a go-to expert in anything it should be anal you know but i feel like that's a lot of pressure if you're the if you're the if you're the go-to anal expert you got to make everybody come every time every time you fucking them you know you got to do it i'm looking at the website for bespoke surgical it looks like they mostly specialize in laser hair removal oh okay all right. Well, but why, how is that specifically for gay? Okay, you know what? Whatever. I mean, and do you have to prove you're gay? To, to, I don't know. Whatever. I don't if, think so. if if any if any real benefits to what is essentially the opposite of bleaching your asshole exist, Doctor Goldstein would would know about them. Would he now? Um, it's unclear whether this is actually a wellness trend that's taking off. The hashtag butthole sunning. 
that micro-influencer Megan used herself only has 189 photos, not all of them relevant. If it were actually an ancient Taoist practice, as Megan claims, it could be said to have been followed by many people ages ago, but everyone seems unsure about that, too. Megan later followed up with another post and claimed perineum sunning is an ancient Taoist practice that originated in the Far East. In Taoism, the perineum, or huiyin, is called the gate of life and death. I believe it's perineum, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's a perineum. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how you say it. Um, Hold on. This is the gateway where energy enters and exits the body. Well, it's definitely exit out there. I don't know. I don't know about the rest of that. She goes on to explain that she learned about this through my studies. Yeah, guys, you know those people that do their own research. Um, through through my studies of Taoism and tantric practices, and that Montak Chia speaks about this in his work. The post did go viral, but the trend doesn't seem to have any traction. Even the reports of actor Josh Brolin attempting to practice have been questioned. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, guys. You know, and that that right there goes to show. I mean, bro, there, there was a trend of people eating fucking uh, Todd Tide Pods. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember planking? People were balancing. You know, people ain't with the uh, pointing their buttholes at the sun, bro. They're not with it. I, I mean, I just I don't I don't feel this catching on. I mean, anything that involves your ass out outside. You know, you're taking a whole bunch of risk because listen, I don't know. Everyone that's been everyone that's been deployed knows this feeling, but uh, you know, a fly landing on your butthole is gonna ruin your week. It's gonna ruin your week. Cause anytime you have an intimate interaction with a bug, um <clears throat> you wanna find out as much as possible about that bug, and then the more you find out, the more it fucks with you. You know, flies have um I forget what they call it, but it's a digestive system that's just one thing. It's just in and out. So every time they land, they either eating, they either throwing up or shitting. You know? Because they regurgitating and suck it back up. And so every time they land, they throwing up and or shitting. And so, you know, you have a fly land on your butthole, and I'm telling you, you know, is that worth you having a pretty a tanned butthole? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know who needs to do this. I don't know who is seeing your asshole and is like, oh, this is just this is just too pale. This is just too who's getting that far? Who's who 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 is meeting you on the apps, meeting you for dinner, having small talk, chit chat, being a little vulnerable, taking you back to their place or going back to your place, you know, having a glass of wine, you know, working their way in, knocking down all the barriers, getting in the bed, clothes off, butt naked, and they go to eat your asshole and go, wait a minute. You need some, you need to get outside. You need to get outside. There's not, your, your asshole is not brown enough. We need, we only do, you know, I needed to look like a, uh, like a twice baked potato back there. You know, I'm going for more of a, because I thought people were bleaching their assholes. Now people want their assholes to look like a, you know, like a hash brown, you know, but the but the corner one. They want to give their assholes the bad baby treatment. Yeah, yeah, this is crazy. They, they, I think they should have called it dolezaling. <laughs> when you turn your <laughs> Now, Brian, what if a demon comes to you and says, look, listen, Rob's going <laughs> to die in three days. <laughs> But you gotta get your butthole tanned. You gotta get your butthole tanned. Oh yeah, yeah. I would bake my butthole for you, buddy. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, to save your life. Back at you. 
yeah, that's that's a that's a yeah, that's painless. But you know, but I'm not doing it for my leisure. Right. You know, I ain't out here with the because I don't even see what the point of that is. Anyway, um, recent concern about sun exposure and its connection to skin cancer risk has many people cutting down their time in direct sunlight, though, and many healthcare providers simply don't feel comfortable claiming any time exposed to UV light is safe, especially without sunscreen. So then, see, see, that's another thing. Now you got to put sunscreen on your butthole. Which, 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 which kind of defeats because you could just keep your clothes on, you know. So why you, you got to protect your butthole from the sun? I mean, listen, biology has already done that, you know. Right. And listen, some of us are blessed with more butt cheek than others, right? But but even even the most, you know, even the most nineteen seventies white girl booty. Even the most Hank Hill motherfucker on the yeah, face of the yeah. planet. Yeah, even, even the most flat back, uh, you know, the 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 you know the full pamper booty where the fat is just in the bottom or like in the wrong place. Even the worst booty is what I'm trying to say. The butthole is pretty well tucked in there away from the sun. Right? It's like I, f- I feel like you're kind of going against biology here, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Also, d- d- don't all the don't all the the sunscreens say to like keep out of your eyes, out of your nose, out of your mouth. Like they're not supposed to touch mucous membranes because there's there's aluminum oxide and all kinds of crazy shit in sunscreen, right? To block the UV. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want that in my butthole. I don't get it. No, no I don't thanks. get it. What is this? Wh- who is this impressing that it's worth that kind of risk? You know, I mean, I know black people aren't doing this. That's a, I am 100% sure that there aren't any black people doing this. Also, she calls it a, an ancient Taoist practice, but there's a billion Buddhists, and I have never heard of any of them sending their buttholes. I've never seen, because you would think you would see pictures of it. You know, like what, like they right. meditating with their buttholes just at the sun. I, I do know that on that, the, those, uh, remember when Tucker Carlson had that, crazy documentary about like masculinity in America or whatever and they had those guys who were tanning their balls I remember they had that which of course they were white well yeah one of the major concerns with uh, perineum sunning is that your am I saying that right perineum perineum sunning is that uh, your skin in this area is thinner and more sensitive especially for women this type of sun exposure without adequate protection can lead to the significant burning and irritation with long-term complications of possible cancer formations. We're going to go out on a limb here and say burning and irritation aren't things that lead to healthy libido. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you got a sunburnt butthole, you ain't fucking. I mean, you might. Some people nasty. Some people are into that. Yeah. Metaphysical Megan claimed, you know, against the scientists. <laughs> that uh, just thirty seconds isn't that fucked up? That like you can go to school for years and years and years and get your PhD and do all this research and suffer under older scientists stealing your ideas and all this other stuff just to become one of the foremost experts in your field to have to have to fight f- for for people to respect your opinion as much as a dumb bitch on TikTok pointing at a fucking thought bubble. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can sit over, you sit over there with all your data, your charts, your Venn diagrams. You got peer-reviewed research. You got published papers, and it's just a bit on TikTok. Like we have, uh, 
We have a letter signed by 100 of the greatest scientists from the Royal Academy of, of Sciences. But on the other hand, we have Lorenzo Lamas from TV's Renegade who says something different. Oh, man. Holy shit. Uh, prolonged exposure to an area that's normally out of sight can lead to damage. Yeah. Well, Metaphysical Megan says that uh, direct sun exposure to... Uh... Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Metaphysical Megan claimed that just 30 seconds of sunlight on that area daily is enough to reap the rewards. So how much damage could be done in just 30 seconds? Well, Dr. Goldstein clarifies, can 30 seconds of sun cause damage to your hole? Probably not. Pro <laughs> I like it goes your hole. Prolonged exposure to an area that's normally out of sight. Yeah, well, you know. Damn, there's more. Oh, it can exacerbate STIs. There's one clear side effect of sunbathing those sensitive areas. It can make some sexually transmitted infections worse. Well, there you go. You didn't know you See, had See, that... That's surprising to me. I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought there would have been a disinfectant element to sunlight, but they're no. saying that the stress on those areas yeah. due studies, to the sunlight can actually exacerbate infections. Studies have quoted herpes simplex virus being exacerbated by sun exposure. The stresses of anything can cause an outbreak, and if local trauma is noted in that region as this tanning may induce, then in theory the virus may reappear. And there are studies that suggest that having HPV can increase your risk of developing skin cancer regardless of sun exposure. Dr. Goldstein emphasizes that adding sunlight to the mix could potentially make things worse, just like any cancer formation. All right. Well, you know what? This is one of those articles that just keeps going and going and going. But I think the general consensus is consistent. No, um, no, what? Nobody's sunning their buttholes over here, son. Um, <clears throat> one more article and we can get the fuck out of here. Um, okay. So let's go. Um, black history heroes. Wow, we haven't done black history in a long time. I want to start. I want to get bring back that segment. <sighs> black history heroes. Watch when I go to my YouTube. I go to them. Just gonna be the part where people stop watching. Um, <laughs> Isaac Burns Murphy, the great black horse jockey from Kentucky. Um, when we think of horse racing today, we are hard pressed to remember in time. Uh, the, we are pressed to remember the time in the sports history when black jockeys dominated the sport. As a matter of fact, all but one of the fifteen jockeys riding in the first Kentucky Derby were African Americans. Isaac Burns Murphy was the first black jockey to win three Kentucky Derbies, and is considered one of the greatest American thoroughbred horse racing jockeys in history. There is no chance that his record of winning will ever be surpassed," said Hall of Fame jockey Eddie Arcaro. Referring to his 44% victory rate that has never been equaled. Isaac was born January 2nd, 1861 in Lexington, Kentucky. A free man who's worked as a bricklayer before joining U.S. colored troops in the U.S. Civil War. He died as a prisoner of war at Camp Nelson. His mother, America Burns. That's a fucking hell of a name. Soon after, changed Isaac's last name America to Murphy. Burns. Yeah. As a tribute to her father, Green Murphy. America Burns, Isaac's mother, worked as a laundress. Wait a minute, why are they telling us about her? Isaac holds a record number of impressive wins. In 1882, he won 49 of 51 starts at Saratoga, New York. In 83, 85, and 86, he won races. That's 18. Uh, 1883, 85, and 86. He won races at the Hindu Stakes in 1884, 1890, and 91. He won Kentucky Derbies in, 80, in 1884, 85, and 86. And 1888, he won four races at the American Derby in Washington Park in Chicago. On May 23rd, 1887, he won the Latonia Derby in Kentucky. 
1890, he won in a neck-to-neck race against the great horse jockey Ed Snapper Garrison, a white jockey in New York City. He began to develop an off-season weight problem, ballooning to 140 pounds. That's ballooning? While this doesn't sound like much for a man, it is hefty for a horse jockey who aims to be light on his horse. Unfortunately, his constant efforts to lose weight adversely impacted his health. By 1895, Isaac had caught pneumonia. See, man, this is why. <laughs> uh, this is why you don't do black history. <laughs> well, it's not. It's it's just that, like, I when the podcast started, it was there was always a black history segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like every story ended like that. Of like, up. Oh, unfortunately, they died young. Most of the time it was racism, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's disease, but it was never like, you know, they live happily ever after to the long, ripe old age of 65 and, you know, none of that shit. It was always like, oh, they died young. Oh, the Klan got them. Oh, the government killed them. Um, right. But right. still, we're going to keep doing it because that's fine to be a small part of, you know. <clears throat> well, this guy's badass. I mean, he uh, later on, he the, in 1955, Isaac was the first person to be inducted into the National Museum of Racing and Hall of Fame. Wow. He's regarded by many as the greatest of all jockeys due to his record uh, and having the highest winning average in any jockey in racing history during his lifetime. It wasn't until 1948, more than 50 years after his death, that someone broke his record of three Kentucky Derby victories. They didn't even say who that was. Um, but that's... That is fucking impressive, you know. And now there's a there's an award that's been given out uh, every year since 1995 that's named after him, uh, and it's given to the highest winning average in North American racing. Although his 44 percent uh, win rate is probably never going to be beaten, just because ever. Ever. the competition is so great at this point. Um, oh yeah, and one last quick thing: the uh, um, I recently got another. First of all. If you if you're looking for like good fucking DVDs to like push your 4K setup and your Dolby Vision and Dolby, you know the BBC be kicking ass. BBC does BBC documentaries just be hitting. And I got one the other day called a day. I think it's called a day on Earth, or something mm-hmm. like that. And man, yeah. one of the best. One of the best in my whole collection. Like if you're trying to show off, that's the one. That's the one. Um, is anyway, that, um, is that David Attenborough? It is not David Attenborough. It was, oh, you're talking about One Amazing Day. One Amazing Day, that's what it was called, yeah. It's not David Attenborough. It's, um, uh, I think, uh, Fry. Something, oh, cool. Something Fry, yeah. Uh, uh, this says Robert Redford is the English version. Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Um, <laughs> Jackie Chan does the Mandarin version. That's kind of cool. Um, so, um, look, guys, I will be in um, Raleigh, North Carolina, technically Cary, North Carolina, uh, this coming weekend or next weekend after uh, after uh, Thanksgiving. I'll be uh, from the 1st to the 4th, and I'll be in Davenport, Iowa on the 10th. Um, you can go to BS. You go to BrianSimpsonComedy.com or you go to BS Comedian on my socials and click on the link if you want tickets to them things. Um, there's still plenty of tickets left for Raleigh. We got to move them motherfuckers right there. Um, and then, you know, and then I'll be announcing next year's dates pretty soon, before Christmas. But there's dates for next year. If I haven't, if I didn't come to your city, I'm coming to your city. But, you know, it's politics and negotiations and all this other shit. So, you know, it's coming. I'm coming. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's about it. You got anything you need to plug, Rob, Josh? 
Uh, watch the Josh Potter Show, also on YouTube. Watch Josh Potter Show, also on YouTube. You have been, uh, Brian has been the guest has been the guest before. I have been the guest on there. I'm a guest. I've been Untimes. the guest on pretty much everything now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm gonna be a guest on a big one soon. Oh, and um, and also uh, watch uh, Apocalypse Soon with Eddie Pepitone. I'm also Pop, producing uh, uh, that. Eddie Pepitone. And Kevin Tinkin. Oh wow, what a combo! Yeah, they're great. They're Boy, fucking T- awesome. Tinkin's a talented motherfucker. That motherfucker yep. got characters. Anything you want to plug, Josh? Yeah, uh, comedyfrequency.com, and I will be at Monk's Jazz this Saturday, uh, headlining two shows here in Austin. So come check it out. All right. Trying to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. bullshit.